最酷的秀。Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer, and I'm Brent Sullivan, and I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Well, it's almost Oscar season. Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> The gay uh, Super Bowl, as my old boss used to call it. What did she call it? Uh, he called it the gay Super Bowl. It's true. Oh, yeah. It's very it true, yeah. I don't care about the Oscars. Oh, God. I, I'm i obsessed with the Oscars. When I was a kid, I memorized literally all the major Oscars that had ever been given out. I, I did wow. it for a school project. Like, I had to do a big report, and then I just memorized them all. Yeah. Wow. And, like, if you name, like, a year, especially the later years, I can tell you who won Best Picture or actress, whatever. Um I, I'm obsessed with the Oscars. I love watching old clips of the Oscars because they're obviously poorly done. And like sometimes back, even like 25 years ago, like if you watch that clip of the famous clip of Sally Field getting that her mm-hmm. Oscar, yeah, and she says, "You like Oscar. me? You really like me?" She and never everyone's said like, that. "No, you, she, she did. didn't say that." But she said that is a folklore that people. No, think I've she watched said. the clip. No, she actually said, "Now I know that you like me. You like me." Like she never said that you. It's a, it's a, it's a common thing. There's a whole like article. So on I the added internet. the really part. Yeah, no, everyone thinks it's you. Really, everyone I thinks. It was you really but like but me. she is always like in interviews and everything. She corrects people, being like, "I didn't say that." Like yeah. it's a whole thing. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. When you look at the crowd in that, they don't give a fuck. Uh, well, I disagree, but uh, they're they're really poorly lit, and it's kind of funny oh. to think that like, it's like you, it's Sissy Spacek is in it in that in that clip on YouTube, and you can like barely make out her face. Yeah, uh, it's just weird. It's just like you know, they, I they love watching the old acceptance now. speech videos. I love. I remember the first Oscars I ever remember watching. It was the nineteen ninety three Oscars. Well, when we talk about the Oscars, who are some of your favorite hosts? <laughs> I think Whoopi Goldberg, hands down. Whoopi was great. Whoopi was not. incredible. Now, now she looks at teleprompters and like s- turns her head and yeah. like fucks it up on purpose. But yeah. when she was hosting the the Oscars, she was great. She's incredible. Billy Crystal is so annoying, but yeah. he does the job really well. I actually, I have a cough drop in my mouth right now, and, and one of my favorite Billy Crystal bits is him tap dancing, going. Ugh, ew. Ugh, no, wait, no, his, no, 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 no. He puts bit? a cough drop in his mouth and he like moves it around ew, and he tap dances. No. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. making the noise. Oh, yeah. that sounds really funny. It is uh, funny. Well, this year... <laughs> you just hate Billy Crystal. I do. I, I do. But this year, um, there's already been an enormous controversy and we're already months away. We don't even... The nominations aren't even out yet. Right. But uh, Kevin Hart, comedian and movie star, and was... short person. Mm-hmm. And short man. Uh, was hired to host the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And immediately there was outlash about um, his former homophobic tweets, um, of which there are surprisingly a lot. (laughs) Um, I was going to talk about just roll into it, but I looked back and there were a lot lot of them. Um, So... Immediately, his his response was to double down and not apologize. Uh, he he said in a video, "I just got a call from the Academy that basically said Kevin apologized for your tweets of old, or we're going to have to move on and find another host." And he says, "I I choose to pass. I passed on the apology. The reason I passed is because I've addressed this several times." And so then after that, he actually did end up 
pulling out and right. then apologizing. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting. I mean, he tweeted too that <clears throat> that he's sorry that he hurt people and he said I'm evolving and want to continue to do so. You know, so he's basically apologizing to the gay community for those tweets. <clears throat> but ultimately, this isn't he's not the only one to do this and Nick Cannon subsequently retweeted old tweets from comedians like Sarah Silverman, like Chelsea Handler that were Amy that Schumer. had like Amy Schumer that had like fag in them or something. Yeah. And so it's a really interesting Which I love. I love in the culture. I mean, uh, look, I I guess when this first when this all kind of exploded, I I it was another example of like I thought the you know, uh, internet was was overreacting. As did I. Uh, with that read... said, it is he definitely Kevin Hart. The connotations between Amy Schumer's tweets and Kevin Hart's tweets were vastly different. Right. Vastly different. Her mm-hmm. use of fag is actually a point in the joke and you read his his tweets and I mean they read like he's Oof. Trash and gay people. They're not good. <laughs> they're, I mean, can, do we have? Can we read some? I don't think I, I found any. It's probably I, best if we just don't. Yeah, but they're rough. They're, they're, they're rough. Pretty they're rough. Not, they're not even jokes. They're li- and some of them are even replies. Like, right. yeah, it's not. Well, he had a whole bit in his act in uh, in a t- 2010 special where he says one of my biggest fears is my son growing up and being gay. That's a fear. Keep in mind, I'm not homophobic. And then this, you know, the sketch. The sorry, the 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 joke goes on to be about him being afraid of having a gay son. You know, like gay panic, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know, obviously we've talked so much about how people don't speak as if the pa- the cultural atmosphere was different five years ago, right. 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But ultimately it's like, yikes, I don't know. I see something like that and it, and it is I – rem- I would remember then, if I'd seen it then, feeling that same pang of like ickiness that I do now yeah. reading it. Sure. So yeah. it's no different to me. I mean, I'm kind of – I'm kind of on both ways about this. Like the things that he said were – pretty shitty but yeah. like i've also said some pretty shitty things i certainly have in my career <laughs> and and privately i mean i you know i'm not a saint none of us are saints right. and but that said like he did put it out there he he thought it was and that was also at a time in his career where he probably did not think he was ever going to host the oscars right and so he was very free with what he was saying and of course he's very successful now and that has now come back to bite him in the ass very tiny small low to the ground ass um <laughs> And and but on the other hand, I'm like, he is he would be a good host. He's funny. He's a he funny, funny guy. Yeah, and, funny. and and I don't think he's homophobic. I do think that he probably suffers from what a lot of people within, you know, communities of color suffer in terms of the homophobia within communities of color and the stigma of especially amongst gay men within communities of color, which is why H- we were just I was just talking with the producer before the podcast about HIV rates and how huge they are and how they're growing amongst men of color and women of color because they a, the stigma of being gay within those communities, but also B, they're not getting the services they need because of money and all these things. Well, and so I do think that Kevin Hart, as a black man, he, of course, is in the culture of that stigma against being gay with as a black person. And and I, I do feel that that has to play into some of his language and what he has done. Yeah, although I don't think it would I don't think it would be any different if if there were another person, another comedian or somebody who had. An equal history. Of... Do you think if Jimmy Kimmel had had done, and Jimmy Kimmel has a has, I mean, if you ever saw the Man Show or whatever that fucking thing was yeah. called, it was yeah. gross and disgusting. Yeah, and yet he's able to have one of the most successful late night talk shows on television and be one of the foremost hosts but, on television. I mean, I yeah, think I this, know. but this is the point that I think is so important. It's like we have. It's just my fervent belief we have to stop ostracizing every person that doesn't agree with a 
with the with the liberal agenda. Hmm. I, I just I just think it's I just think it's reasonable to say, look, I you know. I, I don't like what he wrote. I certainly wouldn't love a virulently homophobic guy <laughs> right, right, hosting exactly. the Oscars. But I think I agree with you, Alan. I don't think he's a virulently homophobic guy. I think he wrote some shitty things. It doesn't seem – his apology wasn't very good, but it doesn't seem like he's a homophobe now. And I yeah, think we have to I, be okay with people – I was turned off by the apology. People. Like the, sure, the, I hear you. The, the non-apology <clears throat> apology really pissed me off because it's like, dude, you, they're there. And it's not going to – if anything, just own it, say you're sorry, and move on. People do forgive. I mean it's rare in this culture because of like what you're saying about you know the PC police and people right. coming after people just for beliefs and things that they've done in their past. And if he would have just apologized just wholeheartedly apologize, from the guess. beginning yeah. and said, you know what? I have evolved. That's it. Yeah. And here's my gay friend that's or whatever. It. Like, that's all you need to it's really do. It's not that do. complicated, I don't And think. say you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong right. about the things that you said. And him saying, I've already addressed this. Well, guess what, dude? You're a celebrity and it's on the internet and it's going to live there forever. You're going to address it for the rest of your career until there's a gay fucking president. By the so way, like, why, don't they just de- why don't you just delete? Why don't people well, just screenshot. delete? I'm sure he probably did. There's screenshots. Yeah. And you no, can, he like... apparently did not. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like, well, why, not? Idiot, why not just delete these pay, tweets? Pay me. Me a hundred dollars to yeah. read all your tweets and yeah. delete so the weird. bad ones. Well, you can just control F and like Google search tweets and stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I'll do it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants me to read, delete their shitty tweets, I will do it for one hundred dollars. You know what's crazy? I, they can't find, calling Joe Mandy. They can't, <laughs> they can't find anybody to host now. Everyone's like apparently. I think they're going scared. with a non-host. They, but see, the thing is, in Oscar history, it hosts haven't always been a thing. Like there hasn't always been a comedian host of the Oscars. A lot of times, there have been no hosts. Who's and the it's... worst host? Oh, that's a good question. Was I mean, David I think... Letterman a bad? David host? Letterman was considered a bad one. I, he was considered bad, but I didn't actually didn't think he was that. What about bad? Anne Hathaway? Did she host? Oh yeah, yeah. they they guest hosted her and um, oh. James Franco. James James Franco was really bad. Anne Hathaway was kind of cute and fun. I think we're but James Franco here, but was yeah. boring. And I'll just yeah. end on Seth MacFarlane. That was a bizarre choice. I remember that. No, Seth MacFarlane was amazing, but it's still just like a strange choice. No, I totally disagree. He fits the job. He's like that whole like Rat Pack old school sort of jokester shit, but yet he's also relevant and sort of modern in his mm. jokes. Like he was a legit good host. When I was a kid, I used to my favorite category was uh cuz I, you know, I hadn't seen most of the most of the movies yeah. cuz you're 12 or whatever. So it was always the one so you, you could mean. actually determine based <laughs> off of the the pictures they would show and so it was makeup. I always liked the makeup oh category. My God. Yeah. LOL. Because because it's like, well, I can at least see that that guy did a better job than than yeah. that person. That you know? is so funny. Uh, I do cute. really. I'm able to guess the Oscars almost. I have a whole system where I take the. This is so sad. In an Excel spreadsheet, I take all the awards leading up Alan. to the Oscars, oh, like no. National no. Board of Review, New York's <laughs> Films Critics Circle, Holy like, shit. Golden Globes, and then I tally the points based on who wins what in awards. Wait a minute. And then based on those You're like numbers, the Nate Silver of the based Oscars? on those numbers, yeah, based on those numbers and the what the critics what the you know critics are saying. I then am able to determine who... You do this who... privately? Yeah, it's just fun. It's just for me. I also Wait, don't fun? like... Did you say fun? I also don't <laughs> like watching the Oscars with people because people are fucking idiots. It's like yeah. it's like election night I with can't people. watch like, you election can't, night you with You can't people. be with normal people because you and I have superior brains. <laughs> and, and they ask the stupidest fucking questions. God like, love them. Why didn't Avatar win? We all know why Avatar didn't there's win. Nothing, there's nothing worse. <laughs> I'll just say this. I would love if Dick Van Dyke hosted the Oscars every year until he dies. Sure. Which is probably next year. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Elliot Glazer from You're Making It Worse. Can't wait for the next episode to drop? Be one of the first to listen to You're Making It Worse a day early on Himalaya. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and they're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow You're Making It Worse once you're there. Not even joking. One, two, three, four. Let's start a thumb war with Big Dipper. <laughs> Yay! Hi. Alan, do the, do, the, do the call. Big Dipper! <laughs> yeah! It's a Alan's... mix between like a, like a what do you call it? A hype man. A hype man yeah. and Oprah. I find yeah. it jolting. I yeah, find it jolting. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be announced with someone yelling their name? It's a I great don't. feeling. Yeah. Brent James Sullivan! Brent Ooh. James! <laughs> and what's your middle name? Wexler. <laughs> No. no, it isn't. No, what's your middle name? Wexler. Your middle no, name? No, you have a hyphenated last name, Wexler Glazer. You have no, no middle name. Don't. No, Wexler is his middle name. It was his Yutzeron's maiden name, right? You think my middle my last name is hyphenated? Yeah, you used to hyphenate it. No. I never hyphenated my name. That's his middle Wait. name. Oh. Huh. How did you not know that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, know. I guess I've just tuned out. You? I, 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 I just like tuned out the last five years, right? Well, then you all move into the three name category if we go that. Yes. Yeah. Joshua, David, whatever. So you used to I have already your have middle three name names. on your Facebook profile. I guess. Yeah. You still do. Yeah. But your private one. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, you're one of <laughs> those. Dipper. Yeah, my middle name is motherfucking <laughs> Big Motherfucking Big Dipper. Big Motherfucking yeah, Dipper. Big Dipper, you are a rapper, a performer, mm-hmm. a DJ. You do DJ. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Party I've seen, you, I've seen you out in the crowd. No, I hate promoting parties. You do. Yeah, it's one sucks. of my least favorite Seems things like in the world. Nightmare. Why, why is it so awful? It's so awful because I do more than that. People who are party promoters and good party promoters are great at it. And mm-hmm. they can get a ton of people to come to their party. House of Avalon. And they like curate whatever their f- way of doing that, whether it's an email list or an Instagram feed, yeah. in a way that you want to know what they're up to. Sure. Yeah. I do not do that, and I'm bad at that. And so, anytime like a club has been like, "Oh, well, if you want to perform and DJ, like you can have your own party and then be in charge of promote, like do it all." Yeah, yeah. they always they're like, like yeah. and for free. Yeah, it's always like <laughs> seventy five people. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like not a. It, I know. It, it I'm always turn impressed. Into with, I have friends. I'm friends with the. There's this group called House of Avalon. Do you know them? Yes, I'm familiar. Yes, and they they put out <laughs> parties, and it's just like. It blows me away the amount of work that they do to get and people come. And yeah. I mean it's a huge thing. Yeah. And it's, a wet underwear night is a lot of work behind. <laughs> no, no, doors. I, they, I mean no. Well, they no. make looks for every they week. They make looks for they every single party. New they, graphics. And, they, and they also do a, a lot theme. of drag You gotta get merch the host and, to the door. Is there yeah. a, you get wait, does House host. of Avalon have like a signature party? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's called Snap Out of It. It's at Mickey's. It's the, oh. it's like Cher's Snap Out of It. Oh, interesting. And it's at Mickey's. It's a really, really fun party. Yeah. And you just go and it's in WeHo, but it's really chill. And it's kind of almost Club Kid-esque, but a WeHo version of it. <laughs> yeah. On a Wednesday it's night. On a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit Dipper, you came from Chicago, right? Yes. Did you do, were you rapping and performing in Chicago before you got to L.A.? 
I started, yeah, I started making music and performing in Chicago. And then I actually moved to New York, which is where mm. I first met you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. then I did that. I was in New York for like three years, and then I came out here. Nice. What, how did you get started? I mean, you are a, you are the one of the most, like, well-known gay rappers. rappers oh, but I also don't want to, you. you know, I don't want to codify it as queer rapper because you're you a rapper. You famously hate labels. I hate and labels. I do not care or don't mind a label. So yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're a queer rapper. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Where That's do you me. find the bravado? Because uh, you know Lauren Lapkus. In my taint. Uh, like yes, I know Lauren. <laughs> you and Lauren Bring were doing theater together came... or improv in, in Chicago? <laughs> Lauren and I went to middle school together. Mm. And so, so no, okay. we did like middle school theater together. Amazing. Oh, wow. And then way back in the day, after I was done with college, she had a sketch comedy group called The Money Kids with another comedian named Candy Lawrence. Mm. And I like weaseled my way into like direct their sketches. Sure. Which really in Chicago, like sketch, like late yeah. night sketch meant play their music cues. Right. Yeah. But I was like, I'm the director. Right, right. <laughs> they were like, we have eight new sketches. You Here do are the like music labels. cues. I'm like, yeah, great. Oh my God. Did you have a beret? You're uh, like, I'm the director, everybody. Look at my all hat. Who was going to wear a beret to? Day. That's really? So weird that you brought that up. You were inspired, yeah, by Valentina. Oh, Valentina, Instead, yeah. I brought my little beaner thing. Oh, <laughs> which Sorry, is I'm making it about my fashion. An American <laughs> beret. Yes, yes, on this yes. audio platform, all about your fashion. <laughs> but how did you find your way to rapping? Like, because you're you're really you're great at it. Thank and you. You've created quite a fandom and a following and a brand of great music all videos thank you. music videos video. are amazing thank the songs you. are amazing like, Brent any compliments absolutely <laughs> thank you. incredible I love it um, I love them I love them <laughs> basically it was all sort of it, it honestly was a joke like a friend of mine said we were like I mean, the story goes, we were high one night and like sort of riffing on um, a song that exists from a popular children's film from a major multi-billion dollar corporate (laughs) conglomerate that I won't name. And we sort of jokingly came up with the song and he was like, you should make that song. And I was like, I will. And that, but how did you? Did you know how to make like? No, I was performing as a dancer in like a queer um, performance troupe, and we kept interacting with like other artists. And one group that we kept getting booked at the same shows—they were an electronic band hmm. um, that is now defunct, but called Bathhouse. Mm. And so I reached out to the, my one friend, and I was like, "Hey, I have this idea for a song. I want to make the song." And I did it. It took nine months. Like every month and a half, I was like, "Oh." Oh, are you free? Let's work on that thing yeah, we were working yeah, yeah. on because it wasn't like at the forefront of yeah, my mind. Right. And then I made the song, and my That's friend, great. who like we came up with it together, he was like, um, he was like, "Oh, you have really good follow through." And I was like, yeah. "Yeah, I said I was gonna do it." <laughs> so I did it. And looking back, it's like you guys were talking about old tweets earlier. Um, looking back, it feels like an old tweet. Mm, yeah. It feels like a total snapshot of some time, you know, when I was like, oh, the only way I could present music out in the world is if it's like fake mm-hmm. or if it's comedic or if it's a character based. Like my first music video, Drip Drop, like does not feel like me at all. Mm. And for a long time when I was making music and putting videos out, I felt like Big Dipper was a character. Mm-hmm. And then my, you know, government name is Dan. And that Dan was this other thing and that I couldn't ever bring those two things sure. together. Mm. So government I, name, I love that. Yeah. yeah. My first like the first time I ever did a like a Big Dipper interview, I did not talk 
like the like I, I didn't it was a character but it also just like I wouldn't talk about process I wouldn't yeah. I'd be like yeah my music's amazing like it was yeah. all this like, <laughs> thing. like I, I do remember one of the one of the most critical points in my career as a stand-up was when I hit a point where I wasn't embarrassed by what I was doing a year or two before right mm. yes and totally sometimes it takes <laughs> Several years to get there, and but yeah, but then you hit a point where you're like, oh, this isn't embarrassing anymore. I I'm not humiliated watching a tape. And I think from two I years think ago. that comes from just confidence in your own work. Yeah, you know that that you know that like your work now withstands whatever you don't like from four years ago. Sure, because you are just as good and you've grown and you're a real artist and you're doing shit, which is yeah. I think why we're able to do that. Yeah, although I can't, my old shit sucks. <laughs> Everything sucks. Yes. But do you feel like shame around the old songs? No, I don't feel shame. I just feel like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I will say like the the sort of most cringeworthy thing about the initial video is like there the the instrumentation has like a lot of steel drums in it sure. and like I do a fake Jamaican accent in the video. <laughs> sure. oh, which, yeah. you know, That's... in twenty twelve was <laughs> hilarious. Right. And right. something that I yeah. me and all my collaborators were sort of like doing all the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh it was sort of born out of someone's like actual real life family experience. You know, yeah, like it yeah, wasn't yeah. just this like cherry picked thing. Yeah. But it was the first opportunity when I was like, oh, the things we sort of do that make sense with our friends and in our own world, mm-hmm. when you put them on a platform like the internet, they sort of translate yeah. out. Oh my God. You know, and I'm yeah, really course. open about it. It's not like I've like taken the video down. It's just sort of like yeah, a shake my head thing well, of like... It's yeah, that if, you've done an accent, right. but yeah, I, I can it's understand... Like RuPaul and Shemail. You've got Shemail. Right, exactly. like, Live it down. It's okay. Move yeah. on. Right. Yeah, like, I, one of the things I love about you and your music and just everything that you do is the not only is it body positivity I don't really like that term but I also love that like I prefer body negativity (laughs) (laughs) no that like 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 in your last video for example you have a bunch of dudes of different sizes as your backup dancers I mean both from ripped to you know larger to it's a whole spectrum and it really shakes the confines of what it means to be Queer artist, because oftentimes queer artist, gay artist, either means you're a lesbian folk singer or you're a ripped <laughs> WeHo dude. Mm. And and those are the only two things you can yeah. be. And if you're anywhere outside that spectrum, you're not the mainstream and you're not normal. And I love that you just sort of push against that and go at, at that. Have you had any pushback from that? Like, what kind of reaction have you gotten to putting yourself out there? I guess good. I mean, I have a really hard time, like, tracking the reaction. Yeah. Like... You know, it's that kind of thing when, like, you, like, post something and then there's a hundred compliments (laughs) or more than a hundred. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Where you post something and there's all these compliments and then one person writes, like, this was dumb. Yeah. And it's, like, not even a well-crafted burn. Yeah. But then you're, like, you, like, look at their profile and then go, like, search out. I I start Googling (laughs) their username so I can find them on other platforms so I can see if I can get their address so I can mail them a bag of shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's that thing where it's – I can't really quantify what it is, but I will say, like, in general, for the most part of what I've been doing – uh, I don't know why or how this is the case, but I generally haven't gotten a lot of negative pushback aside mm-hmm. from like the YouTube comment or sure. the internet troll. Yeah. Um, a few times cherry picked, I've like been at a concert performing and gotten like negatively heckled or could tell that I was 
doing something people didn't like and then they like and, and left. What what do you think it is that they did that they didn't like? Well, this specific thing was I played at my old college mm. uh um at a the, the drag show on campus mm. and they brought me back to like headline and it's it, this also speaks to that thing of like you're like most queer performers are like, you know, indie lesbians or ripped wheel guys yeah. or yeah. drag queens. Yeah. yeah. And so I get booked to drag shows all the time. Yeah. And so like I actually have to like make my act feel like a drag act so i do like a five minute mega mix of like six of my songs jammed together and i'm like ripping off layers and you know like i make it a club act yeah because you that's where i get booked and so i was at the college doing the thing and like they brought a bunch of kids to this college drag show because drag is on tv now yeah and like the queen before me did a wendy ho song yeah, uh I i'll suck your ho. dick in a public place yes, and pulled a yeah. dildo out and was like sucking dick on stage yeah, yeah. kids you know intense. in the second row <laughs> yeah. wendy ho then i perform she's fantastic oh, yeah then i perform and i literally see i like take my shirt off i'm down in like a speedo yeah and i see the little kids being like ew and like <laughs> the 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 parents like the parents literally shielding their yeah. eyes and then like took the two there was like this one older woman with ample bosom and she like took two kids from either side and like pressed them to her chest like she was like 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 healing them from yeah. their you know more room on the bosom to get a third and, kid and then there. they like stood up and walked out wow. and wow. my and you tracks, weren't sucking any dildos no wow. all I did was like get into like what you would see on a European beach yeah. Yeah. Where. yeah yeah or just in Israel yes um I that's hilarious. I, one thing I wanted to sort of piggyback on that is, I know for me at least, a lot of times, like, you know, if I'm booked in a gay room or and I'm trying to get booked in this non sort of more mainstream room, do you feel it's difficult to get booked outside of drag shows or gay events or, or do you feel pigeonheld into sort of a certain area of the community? I've actually, for, I just want to say, you're a wordsmith, so you used it correctly, but I've never heard pigeon held. Yeah, oh. I think I'll have pigeon hold. Pigeon hold? I mean, that's correct, though. Pigeon yeah, pigeon, yeah, I've just never heard it in the past tense. Oh, yeah. I mean, but pigeon it would held. be, right? Kudos, yeah, kudos, yeah thank you. You're, look, you're making waves. Thank I was you. just, I was just drawn, uh, uh, struck by that. <laughs> She's a person of words. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> I I would say, and this sounds like I'm making a ton of money. I'm not, but I follow the money. And so typically the gay clubs have the money. The bear parties have the money. The pride Mm -hmm. events are like, hey, we have a budget. Hey, we'll fly you. Hey, we'll do this. So something that I have not done, which is sort of different from other sort of indie musicians, is like... I don't play open mics. I don't like go around and like try to like hustle yeah. my songs yeah. out to people. Yeah. I, my first song ever, I put out a music video and the music video got a little bit of traction. So then all of a sudden I yeah. sort of had a reputation. Mm. And so it's, I'm really grateful for it, but like I can get paid to perform. So like I only go where I get paid to perform. But since being in LA, I've started to play a lot more comedy shows. And I will like tailor my act a lot more. I like won't dress up in the costume. I won't do the reveal. And I'll do the songs that have a lot more sort of like wordplay Mm -hmm. or like a little, they're not necessarily just like bops with choruses you can like sing to, but they're funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I've also been known to tell a joke or two in between a song. Can you imagine like pushing the, pushing the music more towards trying to actually do like a make, break through to the mainstream i can but like every time i record a song like that it really kind of makes me giggle yeah because the thing about 
musicians, but also the thing really about rappers is it's like blind confidence. Yes, yes. It's it's the, you you have to think you are the only shit there is, mm-hmm. and you have to think you're worth, you know. A million dollars to walk through a club. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, it's an insane amount of self-confidence. You have to think your jaw rule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you Okay, well, you answered one of the fir- the f- future questions of who are my inspirations. In my head, I literally had to be like, Who's put it on me! <laughs> That's actually good. Yeah, thank you. I wouldn't good. have done it if it was bad, Brent. <laughs> I like how you jump from, like, put it on me to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, like... I have been, some of the producers I work with are like, we should make something that like could get radio. I mean, that's not a thing anymore, but just could get sort of like crossover. And I've done it and I've tried to do it, but I like, no matter what, I end up sort of like, there's a joke in there. There, There's something in there that makes Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. more tongue in cheek. But that's okay. I mean, totally. You're already talented. The music's good. And you think about like, I don't know, as a music fan, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, mainstream gay male rappers and they're it's like tough you know so Tyler, the, Tyler the creator <laughs> no it's true I know that too yeah Tyler the creator I have a story for you Tyler the creator sort of like teases his sexuality yeah. Frank Ocean does not rap so you know and yeah. people like often lump him in with hip hop but he doesn't rap no it's like that I mean Big Frida isn't really a rapper it's kind of like a I don't know what even know what you'd call, call what she Frida does. A rapper, wouldn't you? Yeah, but because she's doing like bounce music, bounce. It, oh. I mean, it, it, she is rapping a hundred percent. But bounce music is sort of its own genre. Yeah. So, like the vocals that she's giving are bounce vocals, but mm-hmm. she's definitely rapping. And I would say she's the sort of like you know biggest GNC like person out in the world as far as like the mainstream goes yeah. i mean see the protein store gender non-conforming gotcha um, <laughs> uh, you just take one scoop from it's your a different kind of protein and all of a sudden you I called her you're non-binary i, I called big, big free to her is that wrong no, that's what that's I said. Correct. Okay, yeah. cool. No, but I've also she's in interviews all the time. Like she's like, call me whatever you want, so long as my name's right on the check. Yeah, amazing. Which right. is how I feel. I mean, that's one amazing. of the things that I uh, that I think I I've said before on the podcast is that like thanks to the internet, both with politics and entertainment and music and so many different things, the internet is niche. The internet and 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 sort of we live in a niche sort of market now mm-hmm. where you don't need to be you know, a mega star and have a best-selling album to be successful anymore. You can be successful within your market or within a yeah. few markets. And it's and, and that's what's kind of amazing about it. And what the internet has given us is given us the platforms to be able to do things like this or to have your own type of rap and do your own thing instead of being beholden to a big company that says right. you have to be this thing. You know, the we- a weird thing that I've noticed is like at the end of the year, I'll, I like going through all like the top every website that's like oh the top 100 songs the top 100 Mm -hmm. albums and especially on like the really you know snooty pitchfork and stereo gum those and and npr they always are like this album was like you know this album showed up on soundcloud in march (laughs) no one found it and it's like they found a genius like a diamond in the rough which to me is like wait then 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 the then the scale feels so leveled where it's Mm -hmm. like anything is possible yeah, but at the same time, that can't necessarily be true because there, there's a whole system at play for people who have publicists and whose you know whose music have some sort of corporate yeah. behemoth behind them. Also, NPR is the worst at one talking about music. <laughs> 
I remember years ago, I used to I feel to like listen- but you have a great NPR voice. <laughs> yeah. He does. You Thank do. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but years ago, I was listening to NPR, and they were like, whatever, it was like morning edition or something. And before the break, they're like, and when we come back, we're going to be interviewing a Jamaican steel band that covers Beethoven. And I was like, good night. <laughs> Turning it off. Like, I gotta be done. I'm done. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I I think it's such a weird time to like make stuff yeah. and put it out yeah. because like the amount of people, I mean, there are so many, there are so many pieces of media, whether it's like TV shows or <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. TV shows, TV shows. or Broadway. <laughs> web shows or uh, podcasts, <laughs> but um, podcast. people comment it, comment on it all the time yeah. that like, um, uh, if you, uh, I was watching old episodes of Difficult People and mm. the character Julie, like, they wanted to, like, option an essay of hers. And then at the, the, like, production company, they were like, meet so and so. She, uh, feeds her gerbil food she doesn't like. We have an overall deal with her for, like, $12 million. <laughs> or, like, what? A, she's going to write your yeah. screenplay, right? Yeah. So it's like, I could be doing the exact same thing that I've been doing. And be hosting SNL because that's how Aquafina got her start. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. She made internet move. So there's this thing of like you just sort of have to like like it is this tricky thing because there are plenty of people who get plucked and then put into this like master machine. Mm-hmm. Here, Here is a very interesting story. My most recent music video that I did uh, called Lookin', it's a bunch of fat dudes at a car wash. And I put the video out and people liked it. I was really happy with the video. It has like 200,000 views on YouTube. I was like, mm-hmm. that's reasonable. Great. Still in credit card debt from the music video. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I recently got tagged in a post on Facebook and I look and it's my music video at 2.3 million views what? ripped and oh. uploaded on some person's oh, personal page, missing 30 seconds on the front and a minute on the back end. Wow. So it's two and a half minutes. So it is plenty of video. Yeah. The quality is like shitty. And it's a guy in Brazil who posted it. And the caption just says, Ami, which I guess means I love this. Uh-huh. And wow. he found that video wherever. I don't know yeah. how he uses the internet or how he uses his Facebook, but he like found it and then or ripped it himself and then uploaded it to his Facebook page and for some reason his version of the video has gotten so many shares and so many likes and so many tags that it's sitting at 2.3 million views if I had that kind of stuff on my actual music I would be having conversations with different kind of people in the industry right now. You wouldn't now. be yeah. here. No, I would definitely <laughs> you're be making here. making it worse. <laughs> no, but you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just, there's yeah. no way to do anything. Yeah. So yeah. you just kind of, like, have to do it. Yeah. And, and figure it out. And it's, it's weird. I mean, it's weird to also, like, get recognized places from shit like that. Yeah. And also be like, I'm well, me, I'm me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm me guy. <laughs> but it's like, no, well, we're both waiting in line here at the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. When you, you say, to, like, also pretend when you like say you have that... a really big savings account. Yeah. Where I'm like asking I'm them, gonna can be a you not charge me interest this month? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so when you say like that, sometimes when it comes to like mainstream rap, it's like, you get afraid of stuff that like makes you laugh, you know, like, oh, make sure. You laugh. Like, yeah. I feel like, and and again, I don't know, but I feel like humor in rap is be- has become more of a like self referential humor, like 
Macklemore or something. I don't mean I know it's a couple of years old, but like Macklemore, but like even Nikki is like so there's so much humor in that Cardi. It's like that's so mainstream now that I'm like, who cares? You should like push the I mean, push the comedy if you want to. Totally. You know, it's honestly what's wild about it is like if you really look at a lot of rap lyrics, they're not fucking, you know, I don't know. They're not like trans uh uh transcendental philosophy yeah. like they're yeah. like they're dumb they're yeah. dumb stupid rhyming words i'm yeah. sitting on the beach drinking a juice yeah, yeah. can you send <laughs> yeah. me the link to that one yeah i want to listen yeah thanks sitting song. on the beach drinking um, a juice drinking a juice it's it's Here's it's about the beat the production the hook the presentation the packaging and so for me also there's a thing of like I'm evolving as a musician, so I I used to really think, oh, I'm going to try to be more serious, try to be more authentic, try to be less funny and really tap into my emotions because that'll cross over. And now I'm realizing um, I should just make whatever I want to make, but I'm learning about sounds that I like. Yeah. And I think that the like the producers I'm working with and the, the I don't want to say quality because I've always thought all the quality was good, but just like the reference points are changing. Yeah. So my new stuff sounds... Just more polished Modern, and more, yeah. more, you know, of of the our moment. current time, yeah, of yeah. the moment. There really is something to that. I am obsessed with like finding someone on Tinder, you going to their Instagram and discovering that they're in like a boy band, which is great. How Twitch often does own. that happen? Yeah, happens I wanna... way more than you'd think in Los really? Angeles. Really? Absolutely, but not every day. But a boy does, band? <clears throat> they're 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 trying to be like a pop singer boy oh, band. Okay, but. And which is great to each their own, but it is kind of fun because, of course, I'll listen to the music and it's always bad. But you're like, I don't know if it's if it's any worse than music that would that exists before the producer helps mm-hmm. the people that wrote Britney's song to make it better. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah. there are so many people involved in. I'm surprised adding... you're connecting with so many musicians on Tinder. Well, I had we're not matching. T- I had a my Tinder profile. <laughs> did, wait, did you say we're not? Matching? We're not matching. Oh, got it. <laughs> looking at their. Instagrams. I had a my Tinder profile. If you have an acoustic guitar, we're not a match. Oh, that's fine. Because I just don't want anyone singing. What's wrong with, with an me? acoustic guitar? A lot. Yeah, of why things. are you shutting yourself off a from love? Thing. Oh, I have love. <laughs> I, I found it, and guess what? He doesn't have an acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I would say the same, but with ukuleles. It's like if you have. A ukulele. Well, well if you have a ukulele, you probably have a small penis. <laughs> oh, Wait, so matchy um, matchy. <laughs> that is great. A miniature guitar, a miniature penis. Yeah. Um, are there hip? Like, were you were you into hip hop before you started? Yes, uh, you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Who, grew up listening to rap music. What were you into? Um, and, what, and what are you into now? Well, fucking podcasts. <laughs> I, it's yeah, so produce, annoying. You produce Race Chaser. We should say that. Because All I a, do, yes, a, I produce that Drag Race podcast, Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem. Plus, I have uh, my podcast with Meatball that the three of you were on. Yes. Um, and it's it's very annoying because I love podcasts mm. and I listen to podcasts way more than I listen to music. Really? Which is just like, it's mind boggling to me. Mm. I do want to, I want to answer your question. I do want to say mm-hmm. it is rare to find a person. And th- these are the great people. These are the people like Michael Jackson. These are people like Prince who are amazing songwriters, amazing performers, yeah. uh, conceptual. Like they yeah. literally, they're like, I have the vision for every single thing. Yeah. The amount of artists out in the world who are 
like who we love who don't have songwriters working with them a team of four or five collaborators helping to make every single lyric and hook and whatever and when i first started it was me and one other person i was like you work the computer and the beats i write all the song but like you know i've put out six releases it's like my brain only has you know yeah Yeah. so now it's really exciting to work with songwriters because it's it's also like when you're writing with people if you collaborate for like stand-up writing or just anything when people can look at you and be like this is what you're about yeah it's actually like a really cool lesson Mm -hmm. and so i enjoy working with other people and i think it's been pushing me to like make newer and different things that's rad um collaboration is obviously helpful yeah but yeah i just want to know who your who your hip-hop who your idols are or who you remember you crisscross of course make you want to jump jump make you want to jump, jump well they were my peers i loved crisscross we they were, were the same peers? age yeah they were we were, they were they i'm sorry the contemporaries yes. Yes. they wore the condoms no, no, no that's they were, tlc oh they were clothes back those were grown women but they looked similar yes. no they didn't they were like Wait, 10 TLC they looked similar they Lisa had a big she wore a condom on yeah. her eye they had a really oh. big safe sex sort oh no crisscross had the yeah. backwards yes, yes. backwards um, clothing clothing right that's right yeah yeah okay so crisscross and the first cd i ever bought was skilo the single mm. i wish i was a little, bit, was a little taller. bit taller wish, wish I, was I was a baller, baller. Yeah. wish i had a girl if, if i did i would call her wish i had a rabbit and a hat and a bat with six okay well thank you big yeah do do a do a hype and hype outro oh big dipper where can people follow you on the interwebs? Oh, um, I am at Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my music videos on YouTube if you just search Big Dipper Rapper. And uh, my new album that I put out this summer is called Late Bloomer. Mm. And it's available everywhere. So That's when great. you go searching on that YouTube, you need to scream... Big Dipper! <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Big Appreciate Dipper. It. And another thing. This one made me laugh. <laughs> this one made me laugh when I thought of it because I thought of Brent making fun of me for thinking of this. But, mm-hmm. guys, slice into our lives, completely out of the gay realm. Tell me about your grocery situation. <laughs> I can't get enough eggplant. I made a gay. What's it like when you go grocery oh shopping? What, I, what is that like for you guys? I love Trader Joe's more than anything in the world. Why? Really? Why? It is so... It's not that wasn't judgmental. Why did you say why did you say it that way? Because <laughs> I don't know, it's just so basic. You know, how dare you? <laughs> I just, I say it with no judgment. I'm just it curious is why. So cheap. Everything there is so delicious. I relish going there. Hmm. It's also I think in LA where everything is so isolating, I like going to the grocery store because it's the only place you can see like random people. Yeah. So I love that. Mm. But yeah, I mean I'm a Trader Joe's guy and then I'll supplement with a trip to Ralph's. Mm. Which is like the standard, you know, large grocery store. Yeah. Mm. I, I like love a grocery store grocery. that's open late. Sure. <laughs> Why? Because oh you like going late? Yeah. I you like, are uh, kind of a night owl. A little bit. I love the opportunity. Like, unlike New York, I love the opportunity to be like, yeah, I'm going to the grocery store now. Michael, yeah. and, I, Michael and I do that a lot. We go at like 10 o'clock to like a Target or Vons or something and mm. get a grocery thing. Yeah. I, I love grocery shopping. I mean, I don't do it a lot, I guess. But I, I do I do enjoy a grocery shopping experience. And I also love I love a traditional 
grocery store where yeah. you and that's what Trader Joe's I think doesn't offer because Trader Joe's is usually more compact and it doesn't to me a grocery store has to have really tall ceilings uh-huh. and it has to have it has to be in a very cold section like the deli mm, and the, there the has best. to be samples that you can get and there has to be a dude behind the deli counter yeah. and like it has a to be dude? a, a dude how dare you you son of a bitch <laughs> but you know what I mean like to me Trader Joe's isn't a grocery shopping experience it's like a niche grocery shopping experience whereas like going to it's, like a big box store like a like a Vons or like a I mean, that's a local chain, but you know what I'm saying. Of course, like, it, Trader Joe's is a boutique experience. It's boutique, yes. Um, for people with more refined tastes, perhaps. <laughs> also, what a strange... To me, it's so strange that everybody... So many people go to Trader Joe's, including myself, and yet it still feels like a secret? Or I don't go to Trader Joe's. Something that people don't speak about openly. Really? I don't go to Trader Joe's. By the way, Joe's. you're absolutely correct. So Trader Joe's, one of the reasons why they are so... I don't think it's even so, that cheap. They are so... That is... It's not comparatively. Wrong. I will do. I'll do the study with you because I figured out that when I was shopping exclusively at Trader Joe's, I was actually wasting money on shit. I challenge you this weekend. <laughs> to Happy come to with challenge. Me. We Happy will go to, to Ralph's. Yeah. We'll go to Trader Joe's. What are your staples, guys? <laughs> I- I'll lead because I. Ch- I mean, Wait, I, you, you mean, have like, an intense like. Hints, like <laughs> Like grocery situation, I do. Yes, I've seen your refrigerator, and it it's 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 quite an experience. Why? What do you mean? Well, you just you're very particular. You have such yes. a sweet tooth, and you have so many. Like when you find something you like, you yeah. get it in like every I single do. variety and thing yeah. that you can. I do, but it's never things like you know ho hos. Like oh, this season there's vanilla ho hos. It's no. like no, there's this weird random birthday cake flavored protein bar, <laughs> and you have <laughs> That's right. you have eighty three packets of it. I remember. Every Elliot, Elliot once was like, I had this protein bar that was birthday cake flavored. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing I've ever oh, had. That in is my literally life. the grossest flavor. And I got it. I was like, I went out that day. I'm you like, barked. this is gonna, barked, this is gonna you? change my life. It was like the size of your arm. It was huge. Yeah, I remember I you ate eating the whole me. thing. And I almost threw up because it was so disgusting. I had to break it up and not eat it all at once. And then also I realized it's way too caloric. But sure. God, is it delicious. Yeah. Delicious, but I stopped. Elliot loves sweets. I Such love sweets sweet more than anything else. My home, my kitchen looks like like an outward bound instructor lives there, you know? <laughs> Always like stuff, you know, nuts, so many nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but then I hide candy corn from myself. How do you hide it from yourself? You like you like put it somewhere with your eyes closed. Exactly. Not with my eyes closed, but it's like do you just like I close your eyes and throw it in there. Yeah. But I'm I'm I buy like if it yeah. works, it works. Yeah. I, wait, what do you do? What do you do? I like hide stuff. How? I just like put it out of reach. Like you in, live alone. I know, but it's like liquor. I have like a uh, uh, Swedish licorice, like the <laughs> the Australian kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good stuff, and I keep it in bulk. But I like put it far behind a cabinet, like. In the back, so that I, it's not so much that I forget it's there, but that I, so I don't go to town. You're on less it. hiding it, and you're just more making it inaccessible. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that it works. I, by the way, does it? I like absolutely. Nu- I buy nut thins because Brent introduced me to them, and they're delicious. Nut thins are good. A lot of mm-hmm. produce. Everything's protein, protein, protein. <laughs> yeah. I uh, my grocery. I, I actually don't buy a lot of groceries. I I have like a staple of like. Because um, I don't, I find, you know, I don't, food goes bad if I have a lot of, yeah. you know, grocery stuff. So I um, I have, like, frozen uh, uh, cauliflower rice stuff and frozen, like, <laughs> chicken. I know, gross, right? <laughs> I always, and I get, I, ma- good, I make sure I have chicken, the frozen vegetables, and eggs, always, yep. um, and almond milk, and cereal, and if I have, Great and nuts. cheese, and if I have those items, 
than not grape nuts, never grape nuts. Um, and if I have no, those, really being a jerk today. <laughs> if I have those items, I'm good for a while. And Brent, do you have staples? I mean, really, what Alan just said. I'm and not, pasta. I'm not I have a lot super of pasta. fancy because I, I, I don't like wasting food. So I will get what I have to get. Yeah. Uh, I try not to get snack food, and I never buy desserts at the grocery store. And then, you know, as I whittle down, you know, the meals get a little less and less appealing mm-hmm. <laughs> before it's just like it's like salted spinach and like corn yeah. on the side. Salted. <laughs> Nothing makes me more angry than like having a bag of spinach go bad. Like, well, or it's impossible for it not to. No, it isn't. And I can show you tips. But it makes me so angry when yeah. that's why I buy a lot of frozen food because like freeze it I don't I mean Michael doesn't eat it you know I'm not gonna fr- the, fro- the spinach comes frozen I'm not gonna buy fresh spinach and then have it frozen it's the same fucking thing um, but I, I Michael doesn't eat vegetables or anything other than McDonald's so sure. I, I think there's vegetables in some McDonald's I think they have lettuce on I don't burgers. think Michael has had a vegetable in probably the past four years <laughs> that's incredible mm-hmm. yeah it's and I don't know how he does it so he doesn't really do any grocery shopping other than um, the ramen, sure. Yeah, he. I mean, he eats like a garbage can. He really does. Yeah, he he's a walking heart attack. But yet he somehow maintains a slim physique yeah, and it's um, all that loving. Yeah. My whenever, whenever I visit my sister in New York, she has like I don't know how she and her husband live. Yeah, because they're. Their kitchen is literally, I'm literally like, I can't eat, there's nothing, it's like. I remember. Do they eat out a lot? I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Uh, Kind of, but not really. They just don't, there's no food, there's no food. And I'm always like, how do you. Well, your sister, when, years ago, when we were all super broke. She would just eat like beans. Yeah, it was like. She would like show up somewhere and she would have trail mix for the entire day. The day. Or she would have beans. And like uh, dried yep. apricots for yes. the entire day. Yes. You know, and I just can't do that. This is I would love to do this that. This isn't still. sexist and this isn't like, anything against women. But one thing that I have noticed about at least the women <laughs> in my life is that women not only can eat the strangest things at the strangest times. It's like I have friends, female friends, one of my best friends, Lori, she'll wake up in the morning. And to me, like breakfast has a certain set of food. You know what I mean? There sure. are certain items yeah. that you eat for breakfast. Yeah. And she's like. No, I'm going to have a can of tuna, um, some Doritos, and maybe... Acorn shavings. Yeah, something strange. It's just like... And, like, I've noticed so many women have, like... They can maintain off, like, cheese sticks and shit. And my mom does that. I don't get it. It's like, how do you not have, like, a meal? How can you live off nuts? Or, I don't, or, I don't or, like, know <laughs> if I've ever noticed that about <laughs> women, Alan. Well, no. I, I, I have, just be eating crazy I, shit for I, breakfast. The way, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just can't. It's uh, Maybe it's just the women in my life, but like I've noticed a lot of women eating very <laughs> maybe strange Maybe it's just things. your one friend. No. <laughs> it's my mom, too. Then it's your friend and your mom. My mom will wake up and she'll be like, she'll be like ooh, leftover lasagna for breakfast. I could never, though. Like, to be what honest, is I that? Never, I could yeah. never do that. Watch out, women. (laughs) Alan's got it out for you. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something on today's episode? Say, I'm on Kevin Hart's side. (laughs) I know my aunt Joanne would say, now is Big Dipper Jewish? Is he Jewish? And I'd say, yes. Alan, what would aunt... Anne, my say. aunt Anne would say, "You know, I named your your uncles Raymonds 
you know what, Big Dipper, and well, I think I went too far. <laughs> she did. Yes, she did. Well, for you're making it worse. Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. It's a good show.